Yo, what's up, everybody? First podcast of the new year. Technically episode four, but if you're hearing this on um, Apple or anywhere where you get your your uh, podcast, it's going to be episode two. But we're just going to keep running with four. I'm Steven, a.k.a. Khan. That's what usually I go by. And this is uh, Matt. Say what's up, Matt. It's popping, y'all. It's popping. Another episode. Yeah, another one, hopefully in the books, if everything goes super smooth. How was your New Year's? It's good. Um, I had a crying child right at New Year's, so like, oh man, you know. Uh, other than that, it was good. I mean, time with family, good food. Um, I got the first three steps of Ruby's cube done, only for my nephew to mess it up. But uh, yeah, he was he was so stoked that you got that far, and then he was like, "Not today, not today, Uncle yeah. Matt." Yeah. Oh man, so so um, New Year's? Did you stay? Oh yeah, you were with us. You you stayed t- until like what? We we were up to almost one one thirty. One. Yeah, one one thirty. Yeah. I was yeah, there man. up until one o'clock, pretty much. Yeah, and then you had to take the little man home, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was getting. That's good. Yeah, man, New Year's was fun. I had a I had a great time. The next day, kind of a struggle bus since we I'm an old man now, and I'm not really going to bed at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. unless we're playing Warzone. You know what I mean? With a horse of a color. But um, yeah, man, how's your New Year's been so far? Or the New good. Year been so far? Um, pretty good. Nothing like extravagant has happened. We're only five days in, but yeah, it's true. But dude, the last couple already, of years have been crazy. Yeah, it's already a better five days than the first five days of last year. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, no, no, compl- no complaints uh, on the year. That's always good. Um, no, like crazy success stories yet but you know we'll get there yeah man we'll get we're there. getting there definitely getting there we're hearing a lot of uh there's already crazy news breaking you know especially like me and you are both football fans we both play fantasy football and mm-hmm. we're in a dilemma right now because you're in the championship in two different leagues you're winning you're losing but it's on standstill it's kind of on hold because of that buffalo game yeah what were your thoughts on that yeah, well, first and foremost, obviously, prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. For sure. Um, you know, he, he he sounds to be doing, I don't want to say good, but better, getting towards the right direction. Um, I think today they announced that throughout the night he had woken up. Um, as odd as it sounds, his first question was, who won the game? Um, yeah, and the doctors, the doc- and he, he wrote it down. That he, had, he can't speak right now. He had to write it down. Um, yeah. And the doctors just replied with you. You've won the game of life, kind of a thing, um, which was sure. a cool, a cool sentiment. Um, the other good news with him is that you know, neurologically speaking, like his brain um, has it's it's still full capacity as far as they they've known and tested. So, literally, seems like the the absolute best possible situation. Um, and it, they're saying that he is, is on track neurologically and you know just pacing to kind of go back to normal like just yeah. after the he recovers he should be able to live a normal life still and he's pretty young 24 it's a year younger than me um so man. It, it was it's, crazy now watch it live is oh man wild. i didn't i didn't i didn't watch it live i was i think i was playing xbox and my wife came in and was just like yo did you hear about this and i was like it just caught me off guard man because it's one hit and i don't know why but i went back and i watched the hit like to make it seem like if it was going to be something different, you know what I mean? Uh, but the hit wasn't crazy. It was nope. just 
wrong hit, right place. I, I, I don't even like. It's just. I I don't want to say I hope it's just a hit. You know what I mean? I hope his heart didn't fail at that like exact second. You know what I mean? I really hope it was the hit and that the doctors are like, yeah, everything's good. Just offbeat. But we got him back and going and he's going to be solid. That's what I'm praying for. I know it's it's lesser of two evils. You know what I mean? But it's 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 what I'm praying for. And it's not the fact that maybe he has like a failed heart and then the hit just was like brought it to light. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it sounds like what um, the doctors that are treating him have like, – they obviously can't disclose much. True. Um, I imagine the the bills will eventually just for reasons of like, hey, we have to either, you know, honorably retire you for health reasons. That's what we have to announce yeah. to the league. Um, or if you're going to play next season, we have to disclose that with the league as well. Um, so it'll come out eventually. But what it seems like most doctors on like TikTok and social media yeah. doctors and professionals on Twitter, right? Take it with a grain of salt kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, sure. But doctors – um, seem like they they all think it's kind of the same thing, which is like there is a, a a brief, really, really, really brief moment in time in your heartbeat rhythm, yeah. where if you get hit directly in the right spot at that right exact time, your heart will just fail instantly. And it seems like that's that that sounds to me like what happened. It sounds like yeah, this guy was healthy as could be. Uh, he got hit at the, the the wrong place at the the wrong time. Really, is is the key here. Yeah. Um, and it caused him to go into cardiac arrest. Now, I think the the people blaming T. Higgins for the hit need to kick rocks. Yeah, um, dude, that's terrible, that is, man. That's an awful thing to put on T. Higgins. He he made a football move that everyone makes in the NFL. It just yeah. Again, the timing of what happened is not T. Higgins' fault. So people on that train need to kind of hop off of it and and it, get a life rocks, when it comes down dude. to yeah, it. Dude. Yeah, or, or have some compassion, bro. You think T. Higgins really wants to? Come on, think man. about that. Yeah, yeah, dude, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So but, I think the dilemma came in, in with the game suspension. With it, it yeah. was it was a really weird precedence for me because one is a man fighting for his life, so it just seems so small. Everything else going on with like the league um, sure. or just sure. fantasy in general. So like, I my first thought wasn't like what's going to happen to this game and it's a fantasy. My first thought was why is this so severe. And what mm-hmm. happened to this player? Because I've never th- that I've never seen that before, except for in one instance, which was a couple of years ago when it was a similar incident. Um, There's a soccer player named Christian Eriksen. He just collapsed at the Euro. Um, I watched that live too, and yeah. it was very similar. Like players got around him um, to help him to see what happens. Ambulances rushed on immediately. They were there for yeah. about ten minutes trying to figure out what was going on, and then he was all of a sudden taking an ambulance. It was the same exact thing, cardiac arrest, um, when it came down to it. Um, it was different the way it happened, but the cardiac arrest part was the same. And for all intents and purposes, I think what we've seen is that both of those men, Erickson and Damar Hamlin, like for all intents and purposes were like, they were dead. They died and a paramedic saved them. And then, you know, they're, they're, they are what they are now. Now Christian Erickson got to play soccer again. He's playing with Manchester United. He got, he got cleared to play and everything like that. So I'm hoping the same for Demar Hamlin. Um, I, I pray, you know, his mom's okay. His mom going out of town to go watch him and seeing her son collapse like that. Um, not just collapse, but like again, like for all intents and purposes, he died. Um, is is it, it's just traumatizing. I think I think my my wife immediately looked at my baby who was only two months old and said, "Yeah, football's not going to be in your future." 
Um, I didn't blame her. I had, the same, I, had the, I had the same talk with my son, but not to the fact of because hockey causes heart attacks. More of a, of, let's just be honest, bro. Like, your side of the family is not super tall. My family is not super yeah, tall. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of sports in the world we could play, and football just not one of them. And mm-hmm. the fact that, like, uh, some coaches let kids get hit at an age where they don't encourage need to it. get hit. Yeah, they encourage it. It's just like, yo, man, like, if they're saying the brain's not being developed, finished being developed until 24 years old, like, I'm not having my kid get a trophy and get CTE at the same time. I know it's an extreme, but at the same time, it's like, all you, that's all you got is your body, dude. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What If you're not going to go pro, and I don't want to put, like, a parameter on my kid, but as a father, I got to protect him from stupid decisions as much as possible just because I want my son to play a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um... – I think uh, I love the NFL. So, like, what can I really say negatively about it when I encourage it and watch it every single time it comes on? Um, I do think the NFL openly and admittedly the last couple of years knows that they have concussion CTE-based issues. Um, and I think that I, – I, Thanks for the follow, too. There's a yeah. study that we see for the NFL that we know for a fact leads to CTE specifically. Um I don't blame parents. Like, I, I don't think it's bad parenting per se to put your kid in, in football. So I don't think I'm saying that or anything like that. I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be my son's cup of tea. Number one, number two, I'm not going to be the one to sit there. I'm not going to deny him wherever, not whatever he wants to do, but if he wants to try a sport, cool. We can try flag or something like that or, or something small, but I, I can't actively sit there and not tell my son about the risks that are inherently directed to a sport specifically right so like you said like yeah hockey, there's, there's there's points of injury for any game for sure. right Contact. but it's more physical than it is a mental thing and when your neurological synapses <laughs> come into play uh yeah man it, it creates a precedence for a different kind of conversation with with your kid obviously so also for t- for for two different ways to like in soccer you could break a bone right uh I, you could break a bone you can come back from that you have a heart attack or you get brain damage the heart uphill battle the, yeah that it's over for that heart the heart for one the heart doesn't get you can't get cancer in the heart but the trade-off for that is the heart is not going to rebuild itself the heart doesn't get like oh i had a hard problem here let's rebuild it you know what i mean the heart mm-hmm. is just is what it is the brain's the same way you can't just go give it time and it'll go away like it, it just is what it is and with like soccer, um, there it's weird because I, you know, I'm not a soccer fan or a huge soccer guy, but soccer has more heart attacks than like almost any other sport. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about that until like this was going on. That and you played soccer growing up almost your whole life. Yeah. Um. The the cardio that soccer players doesn't get enough respect because those dudes are either jogging it's like dude just jogging no jogging for how long is the soccer match 90 minutes i know they're not jogging a whole 90 minutes but they're how much is a half how long is a half 45 minutes 45 plus, minutes plus, plus stoppage time yeah. plus stoppage time they're not standing still you know what i mean they might they have to run over here run over there they're constantly moving mm-hmm. and i think if football was more faster pace because of like timeouts and TV timeouts, uh, 
I don't think their hearts are as I would I don't want to say strong or or not as trained as like hockey players or basketball players or even not even close to soccer players because those soccer players are they're they're moving you know what I mean in a split mm-hmm. second they got to get in position and I think that's something not looked into too you know what I mean that like uh, I don't know how they pre- prevent this from going on. But I do know that the NFL and sports as a, in general is going to have to add some kind of monitoring for for CTE in in heart. For something something has to change because we're seeing too much too much damage happening to professional athletes in the last two to three years. That's just not happening ten years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think. Um... When it comes like to the CT stuff, I think they have actions in place currently that they're, they're trying to adjust those things for. I just think that it, it just takes one. It takes a while to even detect CTE. Most of the times, I think actually all the time, you can't get diagnosed until after death, right? So yeah. we won't even know the parameters or precautions that the, like the precautions are taking currently. We won't even know the results of them until 10, 15, 20 years from now to see if they actually yeah. work. Um, as for the physical aspect of like. Torn ACL because I think there's a lot of torn ACLs in the NFL in most sports. Hundred percent. Um, I think we can attribute that to the, the use of like the turf they use. And this isn't me okay. speaking. This is players that I like. I watched yeah. the Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey show. Great show, by the way. Check it out if you, you know, yeah, like podcast. Um, and they talk about it all the time, man. Like the the, tur- the turf at certain stadiums is just awful. They hate like I think Jason Kelsey's like every time I play on turf at the Giant Stadium, it's just like the worst possible turf in the world. And that causes more prone to injury. And from, it, I think the historical aspect of what the injuries we see that are kind of major, they, the first thing people look at is like, oh, is it a turf-based field and how good is the quality of the turf? Um, I think most players want the turf gone. I, think I know Odell. Players, yeah, well, Odell, Odell big... yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just hard to believe that, like, that most sports don't have – their highest athletes getting torn ACLs every day of the week. And I don't want to attribute it to like the sudden movements of the way that receivers run or something like that, because soccer players move on a dime. Basketball players really cut every time they dribble the ball. So the things that they're saying are common are, are are true. There's cuts, right? But the turf is what, to me, what does it besides a hundred percent. Yeah, because I remember going back in the day, going to see Emmett Smith and Deion Sanders play, and I was like, "Man, Deion Sanders only played for like three seconds, and he said he got turf toe." And I'm like, "Yeah, what the hell? Come on, I'm well, I'm super young at the time, but I'm like, dude, come on, man, suck it up." But then when I actually got on turf and like ran, I was like, "Dude, it felt like the carpet was coming out from underneath my feet." I was like, "Yeah, I could definitely see." Yeah, dude, I could see somebody popping a knee or or twisting their ankle or, yeah, pass on that, man, but. Yeah, so so let's get into the bones. Prayers to Demar Hamlin and his family. Um, yeah, for we, sure. We, for we, sure. We, we hope he continues to make a full recovery. But let's get into the nitty gritty of things. It's a very controversial night on Twitter. Uh, yeah, same night. So actually, not even very controversial. It was more like one guy tweeted something poorly worded, and everyone jumped on him for it, and he didn't he didn't backtrack on it. So Skip Bayless, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to add some precedence to Skip Bayless. Um, he has done these things in the past. He says controversial things that are just sometimes wrong. Uh, not sometimes, most times wrong. Uh, he has a vendetta against LeBron James that we all know about. Uh, every time LeBron 
That's okay. It'll focus itself. Just keep doing yeah. that back and forth. Anyways, uh, here's a video <laughs> against LeBron James. Um, that you know, every time LeBron does good or bad, which we'll get into that as well. I want to get this sweet. Um, but anyway, so skip this. The night of everything happening. Not even this isn't even like a couple hours after. This isn't. This is like 20 minutes after Demar Hamlin, for all intents and purposes, dies in the field and gets revived. He tweets out, "No doubt, no doubt, the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how?" This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And that is the tweet. And I saw it, like when he tweeted it out, I saw it. I was like, this is, I understand what you're saying, but this isn't going to go well. And just everybody murdered him. So um, let's, let's, let's one, think about that tweet. So what do you think about that? Those words exactly. The way I said it to you, that's how I read it the first time. So reading it, without seeing you read it like i'm just reading it now um it sounds terrible it sounds it sounds like you don't give a shit about this man that the game and the consequences of this game this game in particular not football the game but just this game is more important than this man's life Uh, it it sounds terrible Mm -hmm. so i understand two things for one Bad take, wrong wrong time to say this. Second, he's a well-known hot take. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you want to call him an interviewer or whatever you want to call him. What is it? Instigator is the word I would use. Yeah, he, 100%. That, that's his job. But at right. this time, I don't think – I and I hate to back him up on this, but I don't think he was coming at him like that. If you break the mm-hmm. tweet down and you read it a little slower, it I get it. I, I I I think he's trying to show compassion. It's just he's not the nicest guy in the world when ever. when stuff ever. Yeah, he's always taking he's a Cowboys fan for one. Um, Fair enough. Uh, he's just yeah. I I I don't want to stand up for him, but I understand his tweet, and I'm I'm not angry at him. I don't like him as a person. I don't know really if it's it's just a show or not. If he is who he is on TV and what he really tweets, I'm not a fan of the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't will wish harm on the dude, but I think you don't care for people him. have a right to be upset at him. Yeah. So when I first read the tweet, I I didn't take it uh, the way that m- mostly everybody took it. Um, well, you just kind of went over it. I read it and I clicked on it because I, I didn't know I didn't know what was going to happen because I was like I don't think it wrong but I, I could see how someone would and the first person i see on there is courage uh courage jd and yeah. he just said this is disgusting and then from there i kept scrolling and everyone's like delete this this is nasty all this stuff right and and i get what he was saying like uh, from a business standpoint which at the end of the day is irrelevant because a man is all is is again dead in the field revived the business doesn't matter, but Skip Bayless isn't a doctor. Skip Bayless isn't here to be a humanitarian. He's here to report on sports news. So when he says the NFL, as a business, has a tough decision to make because this game is important to the business of the NFL, Yeah, I get that. When he follows it up with him saying, but it doesn't matter because, again, at the end of the day, there's a man that needs everyone's prayers right now. This game shouldn't go on, and they should suspend it. 
But if if you're the NFL, if you're Roger Goodell, how do you go about doing this knowing what's on the line for the business of the NFL? Um, I don't think Skip Bayless should be concerned about the business of the NFL at, at that moment in time. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody should care about the business of the NFL, but the NFL, that's not – if anything happened, period, whether a man died or not, or whether it was like some other extraordinary event that wasn't as severe, I, I don't care what the NFL – business has to do to make it work business wise there's a man that needs help there's a man that needs to survive that needs prayers from the nation right now the whole world not the whole world the whole nation saw it at the very least players that play this game every single day that go to practice and from what we've seen put their lives in the line right like they watch that and have to check in the work to do the same thing the next day um there's just a lot more humanitarian things that were going on that skip just it was like there's like this, these six or seven lines in a tweet, and one line is dedicated to a man that passed, or to a man that you know was passed and came back to life, um, and the other six were about the business aspect of something that he isn't even a part of. So that's where I get. That's where I draw the line. Like Skip, I have a thing with him where he just makes controversial things happen all the time. Um, the next day he comes on to to, uh, not first take. Um, what's his thing called? Undisputed. This is how I know he was in trouble. One, Shannon Sharp didn't show up to work that day. He was not coming into the building to talk to Skip's kids whatsoever. Two, Skip Bayless uh, doubled, <laughs> doubled down. I don't regret my tweet. I'm not taking it down. It was taken out of context. Once again, showing that you're not a compassionate man to what's going on still. There are people telling you his family can take it this way. His family who is there trying to support their son or their you know support their son to fight for his life could see this and say this is disrespectful as a man who is in sports at one of the highest levels of media your job isn't to double down and and say you took it out of context i'm sorry you feel that way no like i feel that way therefore you could be wrong and skip has this issue where he doesn't think he's ever wrong Fast Ever. forward to the next day where Shannon Sharp comes back. Oh, that was and, tight. And Skip himself um, on, on the show before, the day after the DeMar Hamlin thing, Skip had said yeah. that, you know, my my producers or my boss or whatever wants me to address this, so I'm going to. And then talks about it, the tweet and everything like that, what he meant. It wasn't even crazy. Like, it was, there wasn't even an apology. It was just like it was taken out of context, which is already the wrong thing to do. Next day, Shannon Sharp comes in, and it's opening monologue time. There, there is a profound respect between every Skip Bayless show and co-host he's ever had. That the opening monologue is for the person giving the monologue and nobody else. You don't speak over him. You don't interrupt him. This is their monologue. We can address it after. That's the point of the monologue. Here's yeah. my time to talk, and then you can address it after. So Shannon goes on to say, you know. I don't agree with the tweet. I think Skip should delete it. Um, we can end it there, right? That That's where Skip interrupts. Hey, hey, stop, stop. I'm not going to delete the tweet because I'm not wrong. And once again, exhibits an ignorance to him saying this tweet was not the way you took it. Um, as a black football player who has seen these things happen before, I don't care what you think. As a man supposed to be a co-host and a best friend and – so Shannon goes, okay, my monologue, I can't even give it. You won't let me speak. Let's just go on with the rest of the show. Because 
and then and then Shannon goes on to say the, the reason why I was bringing this up in the first place because I wanted it to be about Demar Hamlin, not about your tweet, Skip. So if you would just be quiet for two seconds, I can get to that point. We wouldn't have to talk about yeah. this ever again. And then uh, and then Skip came back with, "Well, I was under the impression you didn't care about the tweet. You weren't offended by it." And Shannon goes, "I didn't come in the next day. What do you, what do you want me to say?" Yeah. And then Shannon goes, clearly there was a problem with the tweet if your manager or your boss asked you to address it. And Skip goes, they never asked me to address it. And it's like, okay, well, then the day before we just saw you. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think the tweet itself is one thing. But when Skip doubles down twice in a row to someone or to people that have a direct, like, not relation, because Shannon Sharp isn't related to DeMar Hanlon, but relation in football and understand yeah, the injury extent of what is happening. Right. Yeah. Um, that's where Skip loses me. hundred percent. And so I, I totally stand behind when people go, Hey, I, I, and I always back people up when they go, they'll text something or say something. And I'm like, Hey, I think you're taking it the wrong way because that person's intention is not, they're not an evil person. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. they're not a, uh, they're a good guy. They wouldn't, they're, you're, you're probably just taking it a little, you're, you're taking it wrong. Maybe the person's having a bad day, yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. It happens, yeah. especially in text messages. But when you have Skip Bayless, who's always coming with the wrong intention, and then you have an error that could I, – I still believe it's an honest mistake in rereading the tweet going, oh, man, I didn't get my clear message across. My bad, guys. There's a time and a place to be the bad guy on a TV show. This isn't it. You know what I mean? Yes. My bad. I apologize. Uh, prayers go out to the, the mom and the family. That's all he had to say. Nobody's telling you to delete your tweet. They're just saying, hey, um, can you break this down? Because it sounds like you're being an ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you're a co-host, the guy who's the other half of you making money doesn't come into work, that should tell you, man, that like maybe you are wrong. You know what I mean? And yeah. And then to cut off Shannon Sharp, who she, I have so much respect for Shannon Sharp as a oh. as just a leader, as a person. He the stands by his moral. Yes, because I I put this within the next thirty days or month or two. Shannon Sharp's going to have his own show, and it's and Skip Bayless is going to be phased out because even the culture of like getting offended and not getting offended, both sides are getting tired of Skip Bayless. You know what I mean? His takes are dog shit and he's not, he's not coming anywhere with understanding. It's always, he's always right. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even with Stephen A. Smith, who was, he kind of gets the same way, but Stephen A. Smith will stand and be like, humble himself and be like, yeah, I, I was wrong. You know what I mean? He did do something great. Skip Bayless, dude. He just cannot. I think this was like one of his final nails in the coffin, dude, to be yes. honest with you. And yeah, I would well, love to see him go. In an attempt to save his image with the LeBron thing I was telling you about, he praised LeBron for the first time in his entire career. Which was I was great. just reading that. He's, for Skip to be so desperate to say, oh, my gosh, LeBron LeBron is is good, great guy that I never thought he was. I just thought he was reaching for – Getting the athlete vote back that he's not going to get back. Um, no, I do think I do think Skip is is probably going to be phased out here pretty soon. Um, I think the hot take thing um, 
I think okay. I think we're in a in a transition of media where the athletes that were previous athletes are taking over. Uh, what I mean by that is co-hosts, anchors, people that grew up in the social media, not grew up, but that went through like these leagues in the social media age that understand what social media actually wants is starting to understand that like these athletes are coming in, not bashing other athletes, not giving crazy hard, stupid, like out of pocket takes just to get views because athletes know what athletes do and athletes know what the people who watch their sport are coming to see and hear. And so I think the, the days of, Skip Bayless, who averaged two, two points in in high school basketball, and that's the best stats he's ever had. I think that's gonna. I think it's just coming to an end in general. Most people that don't know sports, they aren't legends like Scott Van Pelt, right? He didn't. I don't think he played a sport as far as I know, but he's Scott Van Ooh. Pelt, right? Like Ernie, oh. Ernie's the same way, right? Like he wasn't in any sport that we know, but he's Ernie. Skip Bayless isn't in that class of people to where he's untouchable in this world, and I think they're gonna find a new anchor for. For Shannon Sharp to share with, and Shannon Sharp, I think is good. Um, Dude, I'm a huge between, fan of Shannon Sharp. Huge fan. Yeah, between this and the Tom, did you see the Tom Brady thing between him and Skip? Dude, I, I was reading about it, but I what happened? So uh, there was like a disagreement about how it, it's a debate show, right? Like there's there's it's literally about how Brady's been playing this year, right? And yeah. and, and 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 I'm a Bucks fan, so yeah, he's playing terrible at the end of the day. Terrible. I mean, may not terrible. Like poor quarterback standards, but for Tom Brady standards, this is this is awful. Uh, congrats on clinching your division with what six, seven wins. Like that's great, I guess, but that this is not Tom Brady football. I'm sorry. It's, um, it's eight and eight, but you know what I'm saying. Nah, whatever, same thing. Uh, <laughs> it was almost lost to the Saints. I mean, and the Panthers were about to have lottery picks, and you guys almost. Anyways, um, so <clears throat> not Tom Brady's best football. Um. <laughs> uh, and Shannon Sharp was kind of just saying, you know, this is his best football. And Skip came at Shannon Sharp on a personal level and said, you've always been jealous of Brady because Brady's done way more than you. <laughs> and he's more accomplished than you in the NFL. So instead of arguing my point, which is Brady's playing well, let me just attack you as a character and say, hey, you just are jealous of him because you can never be him. And then Shannon Sharp goes, hey, well, I've done way more than you in the NFL. So what does that make you? And then they go back and forth where Shannon just kind of gets Shannon does this thing and Shannon does a good job at it. I think where he gets frustrated and like can pop off if he wants to, but then just, uh, let's just move on. Like not, I don't want to talk about anymore. Move on, move on. Yeah. And because Shannon Sharp, yeah, Shannon Sharp really knows like it's when, when, when you sit down and talk shit with somebody who knows how to talk shit, like, and you guys know your things about each other. Like when we were talking about star Wars yesterday, both of us are very knowledgeable in it. And there were some points where I was like, you know what? I kind of take it back. What I said, I didn't think about that, you know, yada, yada, yada. When you're arguing with somebody like Skip Bayless who can never retreat or, or, or put up the white flag and like, you know what? I was wrong. You're, you're talking about a man who was the leader of the Denver Broncos and then went to Baltimore and he was the leader there with Ray Rice and Ed Reed. Ray Rice gives motivational speeches. And you're telling me that Shannon Sharp was the leader there? Mm-hmm. Maybe he knows some stuff about football, man. You know what I mean? Pay How attention. many Super Bowl wins does he have? Yeah. Come on, dude. Like, Skip Bayless, that's not even a hot take. That's – you're just attacking somebody. You for know no what reason. I mean? Like, for no reason. Yeah. And, and he is the reason why you could talk about football. 
I, if we had a podcast talking about soccer and nobody played soccer, but one person, that's the expert on soccer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp is the, is the legitimate person in the room for you guys to talk about sports because he's the only athlete there. Just right. because you one time kicked the football over a fence when you were in the third grade doesn't mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is wild. Um, but yeah, Thanks so we, we can leave that at that. Um, any any positive news? Anything? Because we're, we're, it's beginning of the year, which is that, that to me, it's a sad part with the Mohammed thing. This is the new year. Yeah, yeah. And once yeah. again, go back out to his family, prayers, peace. I'm glad his the donations for oh, yeah. his charity are going through the roof. Mm-hmm. I think it, last time I checked, it was like, I think about five or, or four. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, whatever it is, please give out. I, that, that's a beautiful thing to see. Yes, keep doing it. Keep doing it. So, yeah, man, that's that's some of the uh, craziness of just five days into this year, man. Yep. Like, we have some more bad news. The other bad news is PlayStation 5 or PlayStation has came out and just released a grip load of tech today. Or, or information on their new tech. Um, That's bad news. That bad news is is PlayStation. I can't talk crap about PlayStation because they're making moves. <laughs> you know what I mean. And as much as I want to just bash PlayStation, mm-hmm. they're 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 coming out with the car, dude. A car with Honda. I'm not a huge Honda fan, but if you see the video or or see pictures of it, mm-hmm. it looks tight, dude. I'm not gonna lie, they look super cool. PlayStation, I tip my hat to the car. I think that's awesome. Um, they came out with the controller. What was the controller called? Uh, Leonardo. Yeah, and I think that's cool. Xbox did it first. You know, they did it first, helping out the handicaps. You know what I mean? I, I, I think PlayStation's getting on Microsoft's back, but I'll give them credit because I want everybody to be able to play, especially people with yeah. like disabilities and stuff, and especially with like therapy for those for people with. Uh, handicaps mm-hmm. i think that's that's awesome so either way i think nintendo needs to get involved with that too um or something that goes across the board for everybody to play because you know everybody able should be yeah definitely all-inclusive yeah for sure did you see that they're they announced um playstation 2 vr and oh, are they going back like a full investment in the, the vr yeah thing? guess what's getting released they're saying sometime this year or early this year Beat Saber is going to PlayStation, PlayStation ah, Two. Yeah, and, dude. I, and, I and hold on, hold on. Before we, before we, can, before we continue on with that notion, see how excited you were when a developer makes a good game can go to any platform they want. Hmm, would that happen if Microsoft bought Activision? I wonder if their games would go anywhere that they want. Probably not. My point's proven again. But did but did Beat Saber sign a contract with? Sony and it's like exclusive. We don't know yet because if no. Microsoft comes out with the VR, they would never. And they they would never. It, they would never. Weird. Uh, Beat would be shooting themselves in the foot, and yeah, they would Meta be. would pay them triple just to get and keep them on the Meta Quest. Meta's more invested in. Meta's more willing to lose a billion dollars in VR than any other company is. So if it came down to Dude. money, Meta would be like, no, no, let us pay you double just to stay with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, for sure. Um, so they, they released that. I thought that was super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. my cousin has the, the VR for PlayStation and got the Iron Man game. I know it's out for meta, but, uh, I've never played it. He said it's amazing. The first uh, VR I ever played was a PlayStation VR and it was, oh, actually was it? An Iron Man, it was an Iron Man game. His, uh, 
it, it's good. My only thing with the but the only reason why I got into VR is because I can do it wirelessly now. So when I have to be attached to a wire still, it, yeah. it throws me off a bit. But um, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then um, so PlayStation announced that they announced um, that the shortage should be over. Supposedly, they've sold around 30 million units in two years. But I think a lot of people, even Sony fans, you got to admit, have a bad taste in their mouth due to the fact it took two years to get the shortage handled. I do know the pandemic caused some issues, but come on, man. Two years? It's a long time. Yeah, I think there are what? I'm going to be honest with you. I think only the difference of Microsoft figuring theirs out and Sony was only like a year apart, right? So wasn't like it was like oh finally after two years of xbox being widely available now they're gonna finally do it no it's about one year that xbox has been widely available uh still a year gap so i agree with you there um i think the 30 million units sold kind of speaks for itself um but what do they say what the what do they say what the issues were with no so they don't really go over any of the issues of it they just said that they had some shortages and um, that the drought is over. That's what the CEO of, um, of I guess, the place. I don't want to say PlayStation. Oh, I guess PlayStation. He Sony. came out, and, or Sony, and um, he said that, yeah, uh, the drought should be over and that they're going to be releasing. Uh, you should be able to find Playstations in your retail stores. So. Hmm. A semiconductor yeah, chip shortage limited Sony's production. This isn't him saying it. This is like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the new PS5 consoles. Other supply chain issues prompted global coronavirus pandemics didn't help. Uh, does Xbox not use semiconductors? <laughs> like, what, is that the excuse that? No, I think it's role? because I think it's because of uh, Microsoft's like they're a computer company at first. You know what I mean? So I think they have those lockdown factories where they have like exclusive parts already you know what i mean and i think it took sony a little bit um to get in contact in contact or maybe in contract with those guys where let's be honest dude microsoft has a monopoly on the operating systems you know what i'm saying so yeah they they know they have their their ways yeah, um, fair enough, fair yeah man. So I'm 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 it, I'm happy because like I said, I wish everybody can play. And there's people I know who are still looking for PlayStation fives and don't want to play eight mm-hmm. to nine hundred dollars. I know I know you're one of them who were like, I'm not gonna go crazy on this. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, yeah. if 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 the, my thing with the PS5 and this is the first time I've ever felt this way about PlayStation or about any console in general. I haven't bought a console. Uh, well, my PS4 I bought right, but that was years ago. But um. I'm in a boat right now with consoles, period, where uh, if it's not a gift, I'm not getting it myself. Uh, so if my wife wants to grant me a PS5 at some point in my life, I fine, go for yeah. it. Um, I'll love it. I'll I'll play it every day still, right? Next-gen sure. consoles are, are elite, and the PS5 is better than the Xbox, right? So, I mean, I have to play trash. it. That's like, that trash. Uh, so <laughs> if, it, if it comes to me magically, then cool. Right, I think I was yeah, this I close. So when my, my when Tiago was born, my baby, um, I was I was this close, this close to getting my sister. Uh, she wanted to know the middle name before anybody else, so yeah. um, she had bribed what, me with the PS5. And I, w- I wonder what sister that is. Yeah, I did say yes for the record, and <laughs> I she, said did, yes she did say, "Hey, tell me it then." But I needed it yeah. like 
I need the PS5 in hand kind of a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and you have to have receipt like in the other yeah, hand. I need proof of it. Um, but yeah, so let's uh let's transition. Uh, Sony, shout out you. You made some good good news. Um, yeah, you good made job, Steven. Tony. You made Steven believe in you one percent more, and that's one more percent than before. Um, so, um, did you see any news regarding anything you want to speak about before I get into my two topics that are uh, kind of? Uh, I guess there was nothing. There was nothing really crazy that stood out to me in the last couple of days besides the NFL thing. That's really been what's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening, and I'm not ready to talk about it because it's kind of weird. Is that? new ai development that chat gpt thing but i'm not 100 percent sure what that even is yet so i don't oh yes besides that besides yes, that, I see that actually yeah I, I saw some headlines on it listened to some podcasts that people were talking about it in but i don't I haven't gone deep into the murky waters of exactly what it is mm-hmm. um i know it is open ai source where you can yeah. ask questions and have it do things for you uh, I think I saw a TikTok of a guy cheating on his exam. I don't know why he would post that, but he was just, like asking it questions. It would, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, especially when your face is in it, dude. Like, come on, you're an idiot. Um, but besides yeah. that, man, that's pretty much all. My, I've just been working and trying to play some video games when I can. Cool. So let's let's that Chat GTP thing. I'm interested in. I saw, I saw it today for the first time. So let's let's table that for next week and let's yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. a little bit deeper. Uh, just because I don't think we have too much knowledge on it besides it being a Google based AI. Which hey, get your data ready, boys. I know. Uh, right? um, so <clears throat> topic number one of discussion for me. Were you around when Vince McMahon retired from the WWE as chairman? Yeah, I no. I heard why he retired, but I wasn't watching it. I stopped watching WWE many, many moons ago. Mm. Still fan, so, but so in July he retired, July twenty twenty two, and uh, it seems like he's back already. <laughs> uh, I'll read. I'll read this to you right now. Less than a year after the former WWE CEO ostensibly rode into the sunset amid alleged or allegations of sexual misconduct. McMahon appears set to return to the company to explore the possibility of a sale. The Wall Street Journal reports that McMahon informed the WWE's board of internship or board of his intention to elect himself to the post of executive chairman. He'd be joined by Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. Uh, McMahon retains majority voting power through his shares in the company, though the post would be subjective to board approval. So he retires. Yeah. And he says, I'm coming back. And guess what? I'm going to be the chairman. The board goes, I don't think so. You retired for a reason. He goes, no, no, no. I'm going to vote myself the chairman. <laughs> Does yeah. this even seem one legal or two? Like, how did the WWE board not see this coming a million miles away? Uh, dude, at the end of the day, it's Vince McMahon. I know wrestling's fake, but dude, the dude's a genius, man. Clearly, he, right? He, he's he. He's a genius. He's not where he's at in the world. He didn't create some of the biggest actors and superstars in the world. Without he, the guy knows some things. He has yeah. he has his daughter and his son in the in in the uh, organization holding it down for him. You think they're just gonna not back their father up either? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't think he's good for wrestling right now. I I think the old guard needs to change. 
I think okay. uh, I can't remember who exactly is running it. I think Triple, uh, H. Tri- Triple H is running it. I I love Triple H's uh, mindset. Like we were talking about earlier, he's coming from being a wrestler. So I think it's true. I he's think done a great job had, so far. Amazing my, job. Yeah. I, I, I've been watching him all the way back to, you probably don't know this, the first time he won the title against uh, the English Bulldog when he was Triple H, Hunter Hearst Hemsley or whatever is whatever is. Um, I've his character and just him as what he's been doing, taking the new breed and just making them into superstars. Yes. Uh, the fact that I know it. the fact that I don't watch wrestling and I know who these guys are shows Triple H's he got it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I haven't tuned into I couldn't tell you what show's called, but mm-hmm. the fact that I know who the family is and I know who certain people are, let Triple H run it. WWF financially, I don't think is struggling. So WWE just needs, or WWE, I'm sorry, because the Wildlife Federation or Foundation or something stepped in and you know, whatever. I think I think Vince needs to sit in the back, drink his little cocktails, take some sexual assault classes because four different women, twelve million dollars, buddy. You got some things coming your way. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think happened with Vince? Why I think he's doubling back and saying, nah, I probably shouldn't have retired. Because of Deshaun Watson. It's not ironic that Deshaun Watson's playing games again. And he's like, wait, if this guy who has 30 people can come back and play, I can come back with four people. Um, Now, both alleged, right? Deshaun Watson, for all intents and purposes, is uh, on paper and and legally innocent. Vince is the same way as well. What I'm saying is these sports personalities are seeing Deshaun Watson do it and saying, hey, he didn't become the next R. Kelly. He became Deshaun Watson still. Uh, the board did tell McMahon that it would welcome his help on a potential review process for the sale. But when they say that, it's because McMahon told them, hey, since I'm the majority shareholder, I'm not going to agree to a sale until I'm the executive chairman, right? So their response was, okay, you can you can review – the potential sale, uh, but True. his return would not be in the shareholder's best interest. They also asked McMahon to repay expenses incurred by the company and that he not return during government investigations into the matter. McMahon said he would continue to work to reimburse the company, but would, would not agree to not return to the company. Uh, the board messed up. Why didn't they just buy his shares out or dilute him? Like, I know it's not like as black and white as it sounds, but from what McGann's is saying, he's saying that he got some advice from somebody, and that's what it was quote unquote bad advice. That's why he's coming back. Why didn't that same advisor, the board should have stepped in and said, Hey, you know, per the advice of the board, if you're gonna step away from the company and not be chairman, let's have you down to like 49% instead of majority, right? Um, yeah, it's just bad. It's just that's just. It seemed like the board was so in incon- like McMahon controlled the board so much out the years that they just didn't know what to do without him. So they just let him step away without having like a repercussion of like, hey, he could possibly come back because they don't know that. Like they're not, they're not the business savvy yeah. men that McMahon is. It's like, how did this? How how did it get to this? All right, McMahon I, I, having as so much power is is crazy. I really think he. I really think the board generally tried to help him. I think these cases came out and they were just like, Hey, to save face and to save the company, to save your legacy, your father's legacy of the WWE, you fade out, you retire. No one, the, the the world needs an answer, 
right? Deshaun's mm-hmm. Watson, Deshaun Watson's answer was suspension. That was he got suspended. You know what I mean? He paid those mm-hmm. fines. Vince says he paid those fines. He left. That's what they wanted to see. He shouldn't be in this entertainment, yada, yada, yada. I think mm-hmm. the board was like, cool, Vince is out. You know, he's still going to make his money. That's how he's going to – his 51%, you know. And I think they just took it and didn't think like, oh, he's going to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's sexual assault, dude. It's not like yeah, Vince is, got man. drunk at a bar and just got a DUI. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. DUIs are terrible. But like four different women, yeah, bro. Like yeah. – you need to step away. And yeah. I think the WWE's office, they just, they dropped the ball hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Hard. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that I think there's a lot of work to be done with by the WWE. Uh, I think, I think, I think this could get ugly really quickly, honestly. Um, I think, I don't think it'll distract from what the WWE puts on because their business has never distracted from their entertainment. Um, I just think that it's gonna get crazy pretty quick. Uh, le- like between like legality things in in the higher like if you're in, if you're interested in like legal business, this would be a good one to keep on following and watching. Yeah, definitely um, how it plays out. Yeah. So next topic conversation for me. Let's talk about DC and Warner Brothers and and how the excitement I have for James Gunn is quickly dwindling. <laughs> um, so. Just evaporating. Well, actually, maybe James Gunn hasn't had, has, maybe not James Gunn, but DC Studios has not gotten any more impressive <laughs> since he's taken over, is what I should say. So, in around three months, right, they hired James Gunn. They completely nuke their entire DCEU, start from ground zero. And when I mean nuke it, I mean nuke it. There isn't a single person coming back. Not one. Well, actually, there's one person. I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, a James Gunn character. Anyways, um, they fired the fan favorite, the fan favorite of that universe, which is Henry Cavill. Um, they retained Amber Heard as Mara, which is right. They didn't fire her yet. Um, they continued on with Ezra Miller's Flash, which and, and and they're saying this is how this is how crazy I think this is about. Like this is either DC is grasping at straws here, or it's going to be a good movie. It's going to not matter. DC has purchased Super Bowl ad for the first time in like 13 years, and it's for the Flash because they say they believe in this movie so much and how good of a plot it is that they need to like do so much marketing for it because it's gonna blow the box out of the water. That may be true. I think the problem becomes who cares, right? Like I, I get you excited about this script, this thing, but who cares? Um, and then, as of what I've seen today, it seems all relationships with The Rock are just gone, soured. Out, out, out the window, right? So besides Jason Momoa, they have no person remaining. Um, by all intents and purposes, they've ruined relationships. With everyone that's that's been there, Gal Gadot, uh, Zachary Levi, I don't know. He's pretty excited still. Um, Camry Cavill. Um, it just seems like they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think James Gunn's gonna probably have, you know, his plan. He's gonna announce for the first couple of films. The, the thing is, how do you let him announce those films and his plans while you have two films that you invest a lot of money into coming yeah. out in the next year or two? Um, 
that's that's where I'm at with it. I don't know what to do with the DC. I don't know how excited I am about it. I just it's not looking any better. That's what I'm trying to say. I think DC is. I don't know what's going on with DC. There's if he makes an announcement of like this is where DC's going and it doesn't jaw drop. I'm, I'm now now it's not even smooth over. It's more of if he doesn't kill it. I'm talking about kill it with the DC like announcements. I I'm going to pray for that man because yes. dude, you're rewarding a, the Flash uh, actor who's what's his name? As you know, he what was he doing saying racist remarks or something like that? And and he did a lot of things. He did yeah. a lot of things. So you're rewarding him by not firing him. Mm-hmm. And then you have Amber Heard, who, if you don't know who Amber Heard is in the last two years, I don't know where you've been and all of right. that. But yet you fire Gal Gadot, who, let's be honest, was a really good Wonder Woman. Just this, the last movie wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. They didn't really get to use her in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Henry Cavill, who... Cavill, dog, he, hurts me dude, still. he's he got screwed over so hard, dude, by DC. Like they dropped the bag on like he, he yeah. You you fire everybody who was a straight up good actor and you mm-hmm. keep the shitty people, and then I really hope I really hope they don't try to piggyback off of Batman. Um the movies, the the what's his name? The Twilight dude. Um, I really hope they don't try okay, to beat that off. No, yeah, I really just leave him alone, let those movies go. But I, these, dude, gun better, he better have all, he better have a, like a secret card in his back pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, and yeah. even if these movies announced are like, woo, we're gonna get, I don't know, some crazy, think we're gonna get some crazy storyline we haven't got yet that's gonna be so good, cool, whatever. If that first movie doesn't slap. That first James Gunn executive produced yes. movie, and it and I mean slap as in like hit. I'm talking like yes, like Infinity War status. Yeah, I'm close Infinity. to it. Yeah, like Winter yeah. Soldier kind of hit. Um, it's gonna get messy really quickly for them. Um, I, th- I, th- I think Gunn is the guy. I don't. Th- and, and here's my problem with with DC, and it's always been, no matter what guy they put where Gunn is at. It just doesn't work, which leads me to believe the people above that role don't back it or just are putting so much pressure on this person, this role to deliver a product, not a good product, that it's just like it falls apart, right? Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I think they won't I think they won't announce Ezra Miller being gone until the flash is over because as much as we know he's gonna be gone, um if you hear the actor was fired from the role before even watching the film, it's going to look bad. Um, same thing for uh, Cholo Mariduena for um, Blue Beetle, which is also not going to be a part of the plan. So did Blue Beetle get axed or is it still a, still a thing? It's still coming out. It's just not a part of – it doesn't just, matter. That's what I'm trying to say. It's in the same boat as The Flash. The movie's coming out. They invest this money into it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because I was reading, I think yesterday or the day before, that um, DC had to refilm parts of Blue Beetle because of, I guess, Gal Gadot was in it or some deleted scenes. Or they had to do something with Blue Beetle. 
Mm-hmm. And then I then I read that it got scrapped. So I don't I didn't I don't remember if it was just that those cutscenes got scrapped mm-hmm. or all of it got scrapped because I really like the cast of Blue Beetle. I think it I think it has a great gone, chance man. to do something. But the fact mm-hmm. that it's not even canon or it's going to be a part of the world is is yeah doesn't make any sense. I would say give it up before you get disappointed. That whole thing's gone. Yeah. Um, so two more topics I got. This is going to be. Maybe not heated, but this is where we're going to disagree for the first time tonight. No, remember the PlayStation thing? I said PlayStation still sucks. But yeah. I'm going to uh, – the, the actual like article piece I'm going to talk about right now is in the controversial part. It's what's going to follow, which I feel like we're going to get there. Uh, uh, so yeah. James Cameron, Avatar 3 will feature Fire Navi. So we have Land Navi. We have Water Navi. And – Avatar will have fire to be, and if you're seeing the pattern here, I see the Avatar: The Last Airbender written all over it. Um, anyway, so that. let's let's read the oh, article point here. James Cameron's Avatar and Avatar: The Last Airbender may have more in common, uh, as the Way of Water's sequel will seemingly feature an aggressive nation of fire Navi that upset the balance of the universe. It sounds like the fire nation uh speaking of french outlet 20 minutes cameron explained the avatar 3 will feature what he calls ash people who will be a darker take on the navi presented so far not physically darker but like like a darker person like, like, yeah yeah yeah. that's where you go yeah yeah um person the next <laughs> it's poor wording but yeah, really yeah, yeah it's not that kind of guy uh the next <laughs> films will feature culture difference culture is different from those i've already shown the fire represented by the ash people i want to reveal the navi from another angle as at the moment i've only shown their good side uh cameron continued in the early films there are very negative human examples and very positive navi examples and avatar 3 we're going to do the reverse we will also explore universes while continuing the story of the main character i can say that the last parts will be the best the others were an introduction a way to sit the table before serving the meal but obviously Everything will depend on how Avatar 2 will be received it, if it will find its audience. Avatar The Way of Water has found its audience, having made a billion dollars in just two weeks. <clears throat> it's therefore likely a third film on the way, meaning fans will get to see how everything changes when the Fire Nation attacks. Thoughts? So you know my thoughts on Avatar. I think it's visually stunning. I think – sorry if my camera's acting the way it's acting. Um mm. I think visually, I think the Avatar movies are amazing. They look beautiful. We went on the ride at Disney World. It was it was dope. I beautiful. I like yeah. the I like the culture of the Avatar movie. Mm-hmm. I like what they bring to it. The whole world's definitely stealing some stuff from the Airbending thing. So I'm I'm, I'm a little upset about that, but um. You, I, I just feel like in the first how film. Much mo- in the first film, for the first film, for the first film, the first film. I feel like the this the story was a little underdeveloped. I feel like it just, I feel like they, like I said, they, it reminds me of Pocahontas, but mm-hmm. uh, it just never got me. I feel like I, I, I wanted to become a huge fan. Maybe I need to rewatch it. You know what I mean? Again mm-hmm. with like because I haven't seen it in forever, but. Um, I don't want to say the second one's going to suck because I haven't seen it yet and I want to give it its its fair shake. It's just mm-hmm. a couple of people who I really respect when it comes to movies. They weren't big fans of it and mm-hmm. 
most of the time my line like what i believe in it uh mm-hmm. i i'm really close to those guys when they say it's a good movie i end up watching it and it is a good movie it to me you know what i mean avatar. and the avatar um uh, they're saying it's not a good movie so uh but i think i'm gonna go watch it this weekend i think i'm gonna try to go saturday morning or mm-hmm. maybe saturday night if, if you haven't watched it have you watched it yet i'm not I want to. We should go watch it this weekend and then come back and revisit this yeah. and see who was right and wrong. You know what I mean? What's your take on it? So with the announcement of what I'm seeing here, uh, I think – okay. I'm trying to get my camera to focus. Sorry. Inherently speaking from what you just said, the first one, oh, there's hints of the last Airbender ripped off or whatever. Let's not act like James Cameron made that movie right after Airbender came, last Airbender came out. Okay? That movie was 10 years in development, and it came out in 2009, which means that – Titanic came out and he was right on to write in this movie. Yeah. How was the last Airbender was released when? It's someplace in the 2000s. So it doesn't really right. matter. In that so, how could he possibly steal from something Bro. that he's already done? That's the first did, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he have this in the. Did he have. Did he have the whole water, ice, air, all that in the can already? Like the idea wise? Or did he. Like as he was writing this one and the next one kind of came with it and just kind of kept going. You know I mean? well, let me, let, let me get to that. Um, Sorry. I will address the elephant in the room, which is this whole fire thing that we're seeing now. Uh, or what I think, I don't, I don't know James Cameron personally. I don't know anything about his design process. I just know that what I think I know, uh, which is why we're slightly unqualified. Why not? Yeah, um, anyway, so the first avatar film, we're talking about hints of the last Airbender in it fine they both fly i guess like cool uh their villages are in the air some of them not all of them um yeah. uh, that's about it that's the only thing in common i think they have with the last Bender from the first film the first For film. sure yeah, yeah and the first film to me uh was visually groundbreaking and and, and no yeah. one can ever deny that i don't think yeah, uh it's a good movie it's in a, 2009 it's, it's holding up to the box office numbers of now uh which Tickets are more expensive now. Um, that movie didn't come out in 2009. Yeah, the first Avatar. I thought it came out. Wait, I thought it came out way. No, 2009 is the right. Should be the right year. Uh, my point is the ticket cost of 2009 versus now is significantly different. <laughs> um, by about three or three dollars per ticket, and he's still in the top, I think, five of all time, uh, box office wise. Uh, so that's the first thing I'll say about like the visual aspect of Avatar. Uh, the plot uh, of the first Avatar, when you watch it for the first time, uh, decent, decent. When you watch it again, it, it, it not the same effect, right? Because you're not watching it for the first time. It's not, to me, a repeat film. It's maybe like a film you watch once every like six, seven, maybe five years. Um, this second one, the water thing, um, from what I know about the development process and what Cameron has said in public, it did take 12 years to make this um, story. Now, to me, that says, hey, I've had this story in place for 12 years. Uh, I was waiting for pre and this is his words. Uh, he waited for pre-production things to happen to make the best possible animation like possible, right? And that, that's always been his thing. If it's visually beautiful, that's all I really care about. This film is going to be from what we know now, uh, mostly underwater based, I need to have 
a good standing of what CGI is going to be and what I want it to be. So it might take a while for me to develop that kind of thing. Um, which leads me to believe if that if we were to take Cameron's word at face value, hey, pre-production took most of the time because I needed to get the CGI right, um, which I, I, I have no reason to believe Jim Cameron would lie. He's one of the best directors of all time. Uh, and to me, it says, hey, the water thing is always going to be a thing. I just needed to make sure we did it correctly. Because if you from, from what I've seen review-wise, if you watch this movie, and, and we're going to see it probably Saturday, I think, like you're talking about, um, everyone says, this is how you do an underwater f- film right uh when you're watching uh, wakanda forever which i don't think you've seen yet still there's a scene where they go underwater to see Namor's village that's a beautiful scene and they're saying this blows blows that out of the water um which leads me to believe if if the water is done correctly and the cgi looks like it's a like if i'm immersed by underwater for the very first time because i haven't been before aquaman was not a very good cgi experience underwater um you know, Wakanda Forever was good, really good, I think, actually. Um, but I wasn't like immersed into this world. If I get immersed yeah. into a world where I'm underwater for the whole time, and it seems like these things could exist underwater for the very first time, I concede my point to him, which is, hey, maybe it did take twelve years to make this because of this. Um, for sure. Which, which leads me to the point of, I think he had it already planned to be the water thing. Um, I don't. When you get into the elemental stages of anything, right? If 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 mm-hmm. the basis of the story is that these people are one with their planet, I have to believe that that means every single aspect of the planet is one with them as well. Um, so we see the animals, we see the earth uh, in the yeah, first film. Uh, we're going to see the water in this film. Um, if there's only four elements to, to grasp on, if a planet has those four elements and these people are grasped and grounded to their planet spiritually – then I imagine there's more tribes that do different things uh, regarding yeah, for sure. things. So to me, the fire thing makes sense. Uh, making them the bad guys. It, yes, it seems like they're copying at the last airbender, right? But I also think that like you inherently think fire, you think evil. Um, sure. Yeah, the basis be of the beginning of time, right? Whether you believe the Bible or not, like hell is a pit yeah. of fire. Uh, and that that stigmatism of fire being a really bad thing and be a really dark thing has carried on for forever. Sure. Um, so it makes sense for the aggressive nation to be a fire nation in general. I do think it does look a little shady though. I'm not going to lie. So yeah, the re- it does. But also too, if you touch dirt ground, it doesn't hurt you. You touch water, it doesn't hurt you. You touch air, it doesn't really hurt you unless it's like high pressure air, but whatever. You touch fire, it burns. It burned, yeah. Speaking about getting burned, the first episode of Avatar The Last Airbender aired December 2nd of 2005. So it was almost four years later that Avatar came out. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying he stole it because I've seen... There's many movies that came out in the 90s that had the fifth element had broke down different elements of the thing. So I'm not saying he stole that exactly from the Avatar. You know what I mean? Because he's working on the Avatar since the Titanic came out. You know what I mean? He just just didn't have the technology to do it. Put his picture. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not saying he stole it. Now, definitely he could be inspired and was like, oh, I kind of like that idea. Especially that the fact of the the main characters of the movie Avatar connect to the creatures in the, in the world yeah, you know directly I mean? to the planet. Yeah, directly so yeah. i'm not mad at that you know what i mean 
I, I am a little bit mad at sloppy writing because the fire people, like they're being bad guys. Like it's kind of, it's kind of just like a give me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So that's kind of, kind of weird, but, um, I am going to rewatch avatar probably tomorrow night. And then I'll probably go Saturday morning and we can go watch avatar and then really give our two cents in it. So next week we'll, we'll have a, a final discussion on this movie because it's been in our our family topics and sitting around the table talking about it since For months, <laughs> months, literally yeah. since your wedding, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then the next one coming out in Avatar three, I I hope I hope it's good because they've ever invested this much money into it, and I really do hope it's good. I don't want it, to. It would suck to suck because I know Avatar has a lot of uh, fans and a, a big cult following, so I hope it's good. You know what I mean? There's a lot at stake, man. I think there's there's an eight film plan that they're that they're doing with this, uh, which is crazy world building that James Cameron has to do um, with with what we know James Cameron wants and his standards of things. Yeah. He's, there's gonna be money spent. Um, hey, there's a lot of risk for Disney. Um, there's a lot of risk for James Cameron making a uh, sequel multi-movie franchise because james cameron hasn't been a director before and, and now he is um mm-hmm. i do trust james cameron at the end of the day it's james cameron right the best film of all time quote unquote is the titanic so who not to trust other than him no, uh, no it isn't like me it's like when the titanic came out it was called the best film of all time yeah, <laughs> um, after the godfather but yeah the godfather I mean, is the best film of all time if we're being it real is, the godfather is too uh so yeah, I, I think I think it's, there's a lot at stake. I think, but I think we're gonna, I think me and you will get clarity on if Cameron's gonna be able to deliver a strong plot um, on Saturday because the CGI effect that was groundbreaking, although it might be like a really cool underwater scene uh, or underwater based movie, it's not gonna be a groundbreaking thing because of how advanced CGI has been since the Cameron days. Uh, so he's gonna have to rely heavily on his his plot, especially because. These films are going to be coming 12 years apart now. We're coming from a 12-year apart pre-production to now a two-year apart pre-production that Cameron's going to have to work with and squeeze in. So either we'll see that he's going to be able to do great um, and carry it, or we'll see that the CGI in 2009 was just that groundbreaking to carry him over the top. From what I'm seeing, it's a good movie, but I haven't yeah. seen it myself yet. So Now, to say it's the top five selling movie of all time, that I, I'm going to have to argue because – I don't think there's anything in that category or in the movie theater right now that people are besides like Wakanda, you know what I mean? That there hasn't been anything in the movie theater. That's like, man, everybody's going to watch it because when there's a Marvel movie, most of the time, every, people who don't really care for Marvel movies, go watch Marvel movies. It's the, the little kids to the old dudes who like comic books, watch Marvel movies. Like, there's not a lot of movies right now that are getting me to the movie theater. Avatar, I want to go see um, because I am a big skeptic of that movie um, because of the story. Um, but I don't want to say it sucks or I don't want to say it's not worth worthy of being where it's at in sales until I watch the movie. I'm, so with that argument in place, I think the reason why you're saying uh, that is because of two things. One, you're not invested in... And not like trying to sound facetious or like no no, no I'm, ta- I'm not taking it you're not invested in cinema right like like if there's a Scorsese film that comes out you're not going to see a Scorsese film you're going to see if that film is maybe good. maybe maybe him uh, and, but he's the one the off one I am a big fan of Mark of, of him 
I love his movies, but you're right. Oh, I'm, the Wes Anderson film, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a Wes Anderson. Then I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah. But it's uh, to me, it's Wes Anderson. I'm going to watch a Wes Anderson. 100%. Um, yeah. No matter what comes out at that moment in time, uh, the, the discount is the same, right? So let's say um, <clears throat> Amsterdam came out this year, right, with Christian Bale and all of them. Yeah, I wanted to that movie that. was probably the only film that was out that I, that I personally wanted to watch at that moment in time. It didn't do a billion dollars in the box office in the first two weeks. Um, so I think the presence of there's not a lot of films that have come out is is twofold. One, um, you can see that any moment in time for any film, right? This is the film at the moment in time. Therefore, it does good. But does it do this good where it's a billion dollars in two weeks? It does not. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is the reason why most movies don't, having a, a counterpart campaign to them is because of streaming services uh, if 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 netflix wasn't a thing glass onion would still be out in theaters right now um so the precedence of like there's no films out is is not entirely true um because you can watch the films at home right like like you waited till bullet train came out right um, yeah but I know for a fact from what we talked about, you you wanted to see Bullet Train, but you waited because you're willing to wait because it's at home. It's not a movie theater. You don't care to go to a yeah, theater. Yeah. This movie got people who didn't care to go to a theater go out to a theater. Sure. Um, so the 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 in the middle of July when the movie comes out that no one's heard of or whatever, just because it's the only movie out, it's the best movie available. It doesn't mean it's going to do the numbers that Avatar Two has done. Um, and continues to do, I think, is the key part. I think the billion dollars in two weeks is freaking insane. Um, I think them doing uh, another five hundred million since then is also insane. It's been out for what a month, maybe half a month or something like that, and it's already at like one point five billion. Um, and to the credit of James Cameron, I think he has three or four films that are in like the top ten high scoring films of all time. So yeah. James Cameron gets people in the theater at the end of the day, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie, but I do have faith that every Cameron film I've seen hasn't been a bad movie either. For sure. So last time. So like, oh, okay, well just to piggyback off that, I'm looking at um some of the like the movies that came out this year. I'm trying to put them in categories because you can't uh, you can't put uh Morbius in a category with you know yeah. Uh, minions or whatever, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. to look at movies that came out that were like the Avatar, because I put I put Wakanda Forever in the category of Avatar. Mm -hmm. They're both very over the top, crazy movies. What I'm looking at is Wakanda. I see Avatar. I see Black Adam, Top Gun. Maybe uh, you want to put in there, and then you see talk about the, like the movie hype this year. Yeah, like the the big theatrical movies, you know what I'm saying? Not like the the cinema, like Elvis. Elvis got slept. Elvis was a was a good movie, and I think they did a good job, but they it didn't have the same kind of uh, theatrical like release that some of these other movies, like Thor: Love and Thunder, Batman, um, um, Doctor Strange. These movies were like the 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 markers throughout the year of like oh we can't wait till March because this movie's coming out. Um I think it's only because I think it's only because okay. That's only because 
Well, before that, you see where I'm coming from, though. Do you see the, what you're the, saying? The average, okay. The average consumer sure who doesn't pay attention to movies doesn't know movies came out this year for the most part. For sure. Okay. I'm but one of them. I'm, I'm the example. Yeah. That's the thing. For, that's been the thing for the last four years, which is kind of why I like going to the movies now. Is because I see movies True. that are artistically great that belong on a big screen because movies were intended 100%. to be enjoyed two and a half, three hours inter- uninterrupted with you be able to soak in and be immersed. You can't do that at home. Um, yeah. But with that being said, when you're looking at what came out this year, the films that you're going to see just in general are going to be mostly Netflix or streaming-based films, um, which that doesn't discredit the theater's success because there's only a certain amount of films in there. Um, to the detriment of the opposite, I think, actually. So Glass Onion probably carried on better box office-wise and sold more if it were to stay in theaters longer than one week. Um, the reverse argument could be made is what I'm trying to say is, is – just because the movie is the only one out or only one that had quote unquote hype throughout the year, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't discount the fact that people still went to go watch it because there are movies that come out that people don't go to watch because they're waiting for it to come out and Disney Plus. Yeah. I think Black Panther is going to be one of them right now, actually. Uh, Which one? I don't, Black Panther. I don't think you're going to watch it if it comes out on Disney Plus, right? Which is February. No, nah, we'll see. The reason I didn't go to watch is uh, I really wanted to take my boys and the two times that we were going to go everybody was sick and I didn't want to watch it without them. You mm. know what I mean? So to be honest with you, I really wish I could have give the cinema my money because I think I love the first black Panther. I thought it was amazing. Um, I wanted to go watch it in theaters. Now, I, if it's still in theaters, I, or maybe I can get a chance, but um, that was just a bad timing. That one in the bullet train, I couldn't just get my, I wanted to watch it so bad in theaters, Such a good but movie, I just man. couldn't, I could, yeah, it's it's up there with now some of my favorite. I've watched it like three times, I think, since I told you that I watched it. Uh, it's up there. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think Brad Pitt did an amazing job in that movie. Uh, seeing him like that really, yeah, it was cool. But there's some movies now looking at the list that I really wish I would have watched in theaters. Uh, that movie with John, uh, what's his name? The dude who plays King from King the Conqueror. I don't know his name, last name. Oh, uh, um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Majors. He where he's like a fighter pilot or something, mm-hmm. uh, like devotion or something. Um, I'm, I'm looking at screenshots. It, it looks really good. Like I really wish I would have watched this in theaters. Um, yeah, it's the thing yeah. in theaters actually. Um, is it still on? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So let me let me tie a bow on this with with and I'll let you rebuttal to it too. Uh, but we can tie yeah, it up here. Um, to your point of nothing coming out this year. So let's say it's the case, and you say Top Gun, Black Panther, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. those are films that came out this last year, um, that were kind of standalone, didn't have much around them either. The highest grossing one was $718 million total, not opening weekend total. And that's Top Gun Maverick. And that's with the same precedence of nothing else was out, but Top Gun Maverick at the time. Avatar's at a billion dollars, which is $300 million more. Actually, it's at 1.5 billion, which is almost a billion dollars more than Top Gun Maverick, and the next one after that is Black Panther, which is 441. Um, so to me, if the arguments that if, if that's the argument you're making for Avatar, it's the same across the board, whereas these movies still didn't do anywhere near as much as Avatar has in this first what three weeks, two and a half weeks, I think it is. So but again, that doesn't that, that doesn't default it being as a classically good film. It just means people want to go watch it 
that's a, yeah, a subjective opinion that we're going to come up with ourselves. I'm just saying that the it made money the same way it would have if there was movies coming out at the same time. You think so? So you think if like you went to a buffet and there was sandwiches, pizza, and pasta, and the pizza was just or let's we'll just take it back. There's pizza, soup, and soup. You know what I mean? And you're just like, shit, looks like I'm getting a pizza. And, and then everybody makes that same decision because there's really nothing else to eat besides the pizza. Mm-hmm. The cook can't go, damn, dude, my pizza's delicious because everybody ate it. It's just there really, really wasn't much of variety. So everybody just ate the pizza. I guess yeah. that's where my mindset is, where if there was pizza, pasta, and cheeseburgers, you have more options to go. Um, maybe I'm not getting the pizza. I'll get the I'll get the cheeseburger. No, no. See That's what I'm where, saying. What I'm saying is you do get the pizza as well as the cheeseburger. That's what I'm saying. So, so you think the, the average amount people, the amount of people that uh-huh. love pizza doesn't change because of hamburger all of a sudden they still like pizza. They still want pizza, especially if this is a pizza created by one of the best chefs we ever seen in your life. Oh, now you're gonna add right? the like, chef thing. Yeah, let's, be, like, let's be real here. Like this is James. It's it, the hype of Avatar yeah. isn't because it's Avatar. It's because James Cameron's doing a movie after 12 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan um, of his. I love Terminator. So if I, I love his movies, if Ramsey was making a pizza, and you're comparing it to, I'm trying to think about the safety from the Rams. Fully here. No, no. no, no. <laughs> Gordon. If Gordon, Ramsey, kidding, if Gordon Ramsey made a pizza and yeah, compared yeah. it to any other, because he's what three, three Michelin star, any other one Michelin star chef's hamburger. I'm mm. more tempted to still get that pizza because I know Gordon Ramsay is the one who made it, and it must be a damn good pizza. Yeah, Even if I pizza. do want the hamburger, I want to see this pizza because I want to know what it's all about because this guy made sure. it. Sure, 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 sure. That's I guess I'm, I'm arguing. I guess right now I'm, I'm putting my heels in the dirt and arguing against you because I just like to argue. But Not fair enough. I, I want before I go hard in the paint or be like, no, I want to watch the movie first. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good film either. I'm just saying yeah. that the, the precedence is there for me to believe it is a good film. A hundred percent. And I, I I can definitely change my outlook really quick if the movie's good. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if if you hear yo, Joe Sloppy Joe's down the streets dog crap from a friend, most likely you're going to be like, no, nah, I'm not going there. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And if it is as bad as some of the people that I've been watching say – did how many millions of people not get that information? You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So it's like, I can someone's see wrong. it. Someone's wrong here. You know yeah. what I mean? Or where somebody just like, or just differ his opinion, I guess. Yeah. Or like, like we were talking about yesterday with the star Wars movies as a star Wars fan, I wanted something that I wanted. Right. Yeah. And I was unhappy when I saw the force awakens and it wasn't exactly what I wanted. So I bashed the movie in theory, it's a good movie. Like, I'm not going to... If somebody was like, hey, should I watch... I would say yes, definitely. Skip number two, but the first one was good. Yeah, number two is um, Yeah, it's trash. Straight trash. I don't even let my kids watch it. And, um, <laughs> But, um, like... Yeah, so maybe those people who were hardcore Avatar fans saw this and was like, this is not what we want. And they were Possibly. upset. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to hold it until this weekend. And then after you get out of the theaters, I'll tell you. I told you so. Then you'll be like, you're right. This movie was trash. <laughs> one, one, of the, one, one of the witch. Or we'll, or we'll one of the still. We'll yeah, I'll say we'll it's great. You'll say it's good or you'll say it's bad. I'll say it's bad. You'll say it's good. We don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll either see. way. 
Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's it's all opinion. So yeah. So let's wrap it up on very, very, very new news that can carry into a very long time. An hour ago, BBC News reported that there are deadly riots in Mexico uh, after a drug arrest. So El Chapo Guzman's son has been arrested, and it seems yeah. like there's been an all-out war that's happening. So I'll read uh, what's going on here. It, it's Sinaloa. Uh, so three security force members have died in clashes in the state of Sinaloa after the arrest of a son of notorious Mexican drug peen. Drug kingpin, sorry, El Chapo Ovidio Guzman Lopez, alleged to be a leader of his father's former cartel, which is the Sinaloa cartel, was captured in Culiacan after a six month surveillance operation. Figures gang members said roadblocks set fire to vehicles and attacked a local airport. Two planes were hit by gunfire, one while preparing to take off. More than 100 fights were canceled at Sinaloa airports. The state governor said earlier 18 people had been admitted to the hospital. Um, yada, yada, yada about him possibly leading, you know, uh, the cartel, which is you know, no surprise there. Uh, Chapo is in life sentence right now in the U.S. We know that already. Uh, the surveillance operation to capture Mr. Guzman Lopez had the support of U.S. officials and has now been transferred to a safe location in Mexico City. Defense Minister Sandoval added. Uh, there's videos of like burning buses, uh, the the planes getting shot, everything like that. Um, they're saying nobody was harmed with with the plane shootings. Um, I think Biden's set to visit next week, uh, Mexico, to go to like, some leaders summit. Um, so probably we'll have a discussion about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, man, this is this is Sinaloa, I guess. Right. This has been the thing for for a while. Uh, any thoughts or concerns before we wrap it up? <sighs> Yeah, well, we both come from a border city. We come from a, a part of Arizona that's real close to the border. So we know how real it can get. And uh, I really hope whatever way you learn, lean left, right, I hope our president goes down there and says, hey, man. Get it figured out. If you get it figured out, wrap this up, dude. Mm -hmm. The people of Mexico don't deserve to be uh, held at gunpoint while they're trying to fly in a plane. You know what I mean? Like, you... I understand because culture in Mexico is totally different than here in the States. Oh, yeah. But, but human life is still human life, man. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. I, I saw a video earlier today. Uh, there's a guy I follow called Ed Calderon. Um, I don't remember his Instagram because he got his other one got taken down. He was showing live videos from the plane and they, they were showing the holes that mm -hmm. like a Boeing was like taking off. And there was, mm -hmm. it was crazy, dude. Like, the people of Mexico shouldn't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, there's so much corruption. There's so much chaos down there. Uh, I just hope that everybody's cool. They, I, I highly doubt that everybody's going to be safe. Um, but Mexico needs to figure some stuff out, man. They either need to get off the ship and let these guys fight it out, or they need to stand behind their military and their government and stop these dudes because it's just not, it's not going to get any better. Yeah, I mean, this has been a thing since the 70s, 80s. Um, yeah, man. It's not going to – I don't want to say it's not going to change. Um, Mexico, the cartel portion of it is what it is, I should say. Uh, yeah. As I, And to preface this, we are both, me and you, Hispanic men of Mexican descent. Yeah. So let's not let's not make it seem like, you know, we're – we're coming out of pocket. Mexicans or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. to Mexico. There's beautiful parts of it. There's There's – Beautiful. Beautiful parts of it. Um, they're 
their, the culture they have of their people and the pride they have of the people is immense, which is why it's me off why they stand for this to happen. Uh, yeah. So I think I think I think it'll get wrapped up pretty quickly. I think there was just a, I think there was a retaliation thing happening, and I think there's going to be a sense of like okay, hey, everybody relax, kind of a thing. Uh, whether it means like the government stepping in, as in like the Mexican government, uh, and and putting the hammer down on them, or if it is a leadership decision from the cartel themselves, there's the Mexican cartels have never wanted a dispute with any kind of government. They actually want to work with them. So I can't yeah, imagine this was anything are. other than like a retaliation situation. But other than that, man, I think, uh, I think, but you know, that, uh, do you know that this is their second time arresting him? They caught him on accident a couple years back. His son, uh, his son, they, uh, a cop raided a house. One of the, uh, Mexican cops. I can't remember what town he was in. I don't think he was actually in Sinaloa. Uh, mm-hmm. They raided the house and he was in there um, and he was actually in jail and the cartel came, brought anti-tank 50 cows, everything out. And they got oh, him wow. out. It's a couple of years back. I want to say it was like 2018 or 2017 or something like that. Um, he got released within two days. Like the, they went in there, told the military, put your guns down or we're taking you guys out. And mm. they released him and he's been free ever since. Mm. But yeah, Mexico needs to figure this out, man, before it gets crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, so I think we should sign off there. Uh, good podcast. A lot of discussion that honestly was kind of off the top from us. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, this has been another week of, of the Sliding Qualified Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Steven. And we will see y'all next week, possibly. Probably, actually. Peace yeah, out, for y'all. for sure, for sure. Later, guys.